Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing in our series, Return to Me, and I'll Return to You. Malachi 3.7 says, Yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me, and I'll return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, In what way shall we return? And we've been talking about the answer to that question being in tithes and offerings. And we mentioned that there's an oath, a declaration, and a challenge. The oath is out of Psalm 110, verse 4, which says, The Lord has sworn and will not relent. Or, in the English Standard Version, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. And then there's the declaration in Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, which says, For I am the Lord, I do not change. We could also mention the message version. I am God, yes I am. I haven't changed. And then there's the challenge, which we find in Malachi 3.10. And try me now in this. And I like the Living Bible. Try it. Let me prove it to you. Yes, he has sworn by his word. He will not rescind his vow. He will not change. So go ahead. Try him. Test him and prove him. I think he's pretty resolved in this, aren't you? And who wants to say the tithe is no longer valid and holy? Well, I'll give you only one guess. Simply, it's the devil. We ended yesterday on Leviticus 27.30, which says, One-tenth of the produce of the land, whether grain from the fields or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord and must be set apart to him as holy. Well, let's finish out Hebrews chapter 7, verses 22 through 28. In the Living Bible, it says, Because of God's oath, Christ can guarantee forever the success of this new and better arrangement. Under the old arrangement, there had to be many priests so that when the older ones died off, the system could still be carried on by others who took their places. But Jesus lives forever and continues to be a priest so that no one else is needed. He is able to save completely all who come to God through him. Since he will live forever, he will always be there to remind God that he has paid for their sins with his blood. He is therefore exactly the kind of high priest we need. For he is holy and blameless, unstained by sin, undefiled by sinners, and to him has been given the place of honor in heaven. He never needs the daily blood of animal sacrifices, as other priests did, to cover over first their own sins and then the sins of the people. For he finished all sacrifices once and for all when he sacrificed himself on the cross. 
Under the old system, even the high priests were weak and sinful men who could not keep from doing wrong. But later, God appointed by his oath his son who is perfect forever. I love how the Living Bible takes this advanced subject and makes it so simple and plain. The King James Version Bible Commentary says, The oath with which God established the Melchizedekian order certifies it as unending. The Levitical system received no such certification. God did not swear that it would endure, but this one will. There will never be a third system. There are no new latter-day priesthoods. God's oath will allow no other. And it continues, This better covenant is a promise, not an agreement. It was established solely by God and confirmed with his oath. No one can annul it or the eternal salvation which it promises. Jesus himself is the surety of the covenant. He is not here presented as the mediator, but as the guarantor of this better covenant. A mediator is one who gathers the two parties to devise an agreement. A guarantor is one who sees that the obligations of the covenant are carried out. The new priesthood needs no successor, therefore he is able to save them to the uttermost. Christ has saved us to the uttermost. Our salvation is complete in every respect. It is complete in regard to time, so it is secure to the end of time. It is complete in that it can perfect regeneration in any life. Christ is a better high priest because his intercession is unending and complete, providing access into God's presence. So let us come boldly to the very throne of God and stay there to receive his mercy and to find grace to help us in our times of need. Well, it's interesting how the Living Bible uses the term and stay there. I think that's good advice. Stay there in what? In his complete salvation in every respect. This has nothing to do with personal works and everything to do with unwavering faith. Malachi 3, seven. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me, and I'll return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? Well, I believe it's in tithes and offerings. Let's talk about Melchizedek some more. Who is Melchizedek? Few mysteries of the Bible have attracted more interest than the mystery of the identity of Melchizedek, the high priest, who met Abram after the slaughter of the kings. Let's look at a list of the facts. In Genesis 14:18, Melchizedek brought forth bread and wine. In 1 Corinthians 11, Jesus brought forth bread and wine. In Genesis 14, Psalm 110, and Hebrews 6, Melchizedek is the high priest of the Most High God. In Psalm 110, Hebrews 4, and Hebrews 6, Jesus is the high priest of the Most High God. In Hebrews 7, Melchizedek was not from the tribe of Levi. In Hebrews 7, Jesus was not from the tribe of Levi. In Hebrews 7, Melchizedek was not appointed high priest by the law, but by the power of an endless life. And in Hebrews 7, Jesus was not appointed high priest by the law, but by the power of an endless life. In Genesis 14 and Hebrews 7, Melchizedek blessed Abram. And in Hebrews chapter 7, Melchizedek was greater than Abram. In Genesis 14, Abram knew who Melchizedek was. In Genesis 14, the king of Sodom must also have known who Melchizedek was. In Psalm 110 and Hebrews 6, 
Melchizedek's order, his legality, his rank, his authority, and eternity is forever, continual, and permanent. In Psalm 110 and Hebrews 6, Jesus' order, his legality, rank, authority, and eternity is forever, continual, and permanent. In Hebrews chapter 7, Melchizedek has no record of genealogy, neither beginning of days nor end of life. And in Hebrews 13 and Colossians chapter 1, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Genesis 14 and Hebrews 7, Abram tithed 10% of all the spoils to Melchizedek and returned the remaining 90% to the king of Sodom. In Deuteronomy chapter 12, the law of Moses, about 430 years later, stated that the tithe was the Lord's. In Leviticus 27.30, the book of Leviticus states the tithe belongs to the Lord. In Malachi chapter 3, the prophet Malachi prophesied the Lord never changes and the tithe was to be returned to the Lord. And in Hebrews chapter 7, Melchizedek is the king of Salem, meaning peace. Hebrews 7 also says Melchizedek's name is interpreted as the king of righteousness. In Isaiah 9, Jesus is called the prince of peace. And Jeremiah 23, 6, one redemptive name of God is Jehovah Sidkenu, which means the Lord our righteousness. And Psalm 110, God gave an oath with his word. And in Psalm 110, God also declared he will not rescind his vow or change his mind. Malachi 3 says that God challenges us to test, try, and prove him with tithes and offerings. Psalm 110 says the high priest then was Melchizedek forever and continually. Psalm 110 declares the high priest now is Jesus forever and continually. There are not two high priests who reign forever continually. There was not two then, and there are not two now. What city is Salem, and who is Melchizedek, the king of Salem? Many say the city of Salem is Jerusalem. Some say the city of Salem is Shechem. Some say Melchizedek is a type in the likeness of Christ, a human with no record of genealogy and no record of where he came from or where he went. Some say he's a man, the king of Salem. Some say he is God. Some say he was an avatar of God. Some say he was Shem. Some say he was Job. Some say he was unfallen Adam from another planet. <laughs> what do I believe? Well, I can't prove it, but I believe Melchizedek and Jesus are one and the same. Why? Simply because there can only be one forever eternal high priest who can save to the uttermost continually and completely. So who did Abram tithe to? I believe he tithed to the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because the principle of tithing has existed since Cain and Abel. Where did they learn it? They learned it from their parents, Adam and Eve. Cain did not operate it properly, and his was not accepted. Who do we tithe to today? We tithe to the Lord Jesus Christ. Why do we tithe today? To honor God for our salvation and all our blessings. Why 10%? It's genius. It's fair. It's wise. God himself designed it. He set the amount. We do not change it. If we think we can tithe 15%, we're wrong. Why tithes and offerings? Well, it's genius again. There's a big difference between the two. A tithe can be no less and no more than 10% ever. 7 or 8% is not a tithe. A tithe is holy. It is holy to the Lord. The tithe is the Lord's. It is not ours. 
God gave specific directions as to the amount and to where it is to go. We do not choose the amount or where it is to be placed. The tithe is simply a return, a stewardship over what belongs to God. We cannot specify what it is to be used for. In other words, we do not have the right to designate any part of it to our own liking. The storehouse, being the local church, his house, is where it is to be placed, without any strings attached. The local church governing body is then to use it according to the instructions given in the word. Genius, that's what it is, genius. Many blessings God has promised to those who tithe. Like the tithe, these blessings have not passed away because he is the Lord and he changes not. But what if I'm a multimillionaire and my church only has a $30,000 budget per year? If I gave them a million dollars in one year, then no one else would ever have to give. Now, you're not listening. If all of us will trust and honor God faithfully according to his word, we will see a great revival in our land. Once again, we're out of time, and we'll continue tomorrow exactly where we left off. Remember, return to me, and I'll return to you, says the Lord of hosts. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.